Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine, the podcast about comedy, climaxes, and conversations with friends. Join me in the babe cave right here in Toronto. I'm your host, Jesse Olson. We're back here in the babe cave, 20 fucking 23 it's like where do i put the fucking in the 2023 2020 no you have to put it in the middle (laughs) babes it is 2023 and i'm back i hope everyone had a lovely holiday season this is the first episode of the new year and i have a smoking hot babe one of my absolutely closest friends the smoke show Allie Kool-Aid. Hey, Hi. Allie. Hi, Jesse. How are you? I'm doing fucking amazing. Fucking yes. amazing, babes. We're three days into the new year, and it's already been one of the best. Fuck yeah. yeah. Everything's coming up, Allie. We're so stoked. The year's off to a good start. Absolutely. And I figure, what better way to start than recording in the babe cave with my bestie? Yeah. Fuck Yeah. So, if you are new to the podcast, Allie has been on the podcast before. Our quick background, we've been friends for just over five years. She, her brother was friends with my ex-boyfriend, and we met at a party, and she was, she played really hard to get on being a friend for a while, and then also fell in love with me. We've been super wonderful (laughs) friends ever since. Yes. So... What we're talking about today is fucking over 40. Yes. So, babes, I'm in my mid-30s. Allie's in her mid-40s. And we're, are we fucking? We're fucking. We're fucking. We're fucking. <laughs> Not each other. Other people. But, yeah, I think um, we had been talking about doing this episode for a little while uh, as you've been kind of going through some changes personally. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we start? Why don't you give the babes a little bit of context around this fucking over forty for, that we've talked about? For sure. First off, if there's any family listening, there could, there's only one that right. might go away. Go away. You don't listen, need to listen to this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So fucking over forty. So um, I think I've talked about it a little bit uh, in some past episodes, but I moved here on my fortieth birthday. It. I never thought I'd leave Edmonton. I thought I was going to be there for life. I thought my life was great just the way it was. And then moving here to Toronto, um, I started realizing that maybe my life had been put into a little bit of a box. And I didn't even know that I was in a box. I didn't know. Like, I grew up in a very conservative, um, gender norm, normal family. Like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, did all the housework, did all the cleaning, did the baking, like all that kind of stuff. My dad was the one that left before we were awake, usually in the morning, came home after we went to bed sometimes, like when we were really little. Um, And then he did all the sort of uh, manly jobs. He mowed the lawn, he like like, refinished the house, like all that kind of stuff. Um, And so yeah, I didn't realize that I had sort of been put into this box of what my role in life was supposed to be because I'd never experienced anything different and you know growing up in Edmonton I I wasn't just me all my friends were sort of the same way uh and so yeah I never questioned anything I never thought that there was anything that needed to change and then here I am in Toronto and slowly I felt like 
each year like a little bit more got chipped away I realized that you know I wasn't really happy with my job maybe that was time to change and then you know I realized that I was kind of dating the same guy over and over again it was sort of accept like uh playing this role of the martyr like giving so much of myself and not getting anything back and again just the relationship I saw growing up that's kind of how it was and now I think honestly a big part is being friends with you (laughs) and seeing how you live your life so out loud and so like horny (laughs) horny and unapologetic yeah uh and I was just like I want to live that life and yeah, there's just been a lot of experiences that have shown me I can still have certain values and goals and things I want to do, but it doesn't mean I have to like hide other parts of me away to be that way. So it's been a journey about finding my whole complete self. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So obviously I'm so on board for all of this. <laughs> Uh, and I feel very honored that I was able to gently influence you in this direction. Uh, and that is something that I try and foster is being loud around other people who aren't necessarily super loud uh, about some cool stuff. So I think you and I have a, an extremely sex positive friendship. Yes. So, and we've always had a, like, once we became good friends, we were very open quite quickly. Yeah. Th- th- there wasn't a whole lot of levels to that. <laughs> I feel like all of a sudden it was just like kind of we got to a point where we're like okay we're just gonna like share everything yeah and I think for me that was it was uh I think I even said this to you on on New Year's it was the I always thought I'd had a best friend before but after having you in my life I realized that there was always a piece of me that I was still hiding and holding back and with you I can just be exactly who I am say exactly who I want to what I want to say and yeah I love that we can just be like this with each other yeah so, babes, like, I know I gripe a lot about how it sucks that I'm not in love right now, and that's really, really frustrating. I realize how, like, wildly lucky I've been with, like, the people in my life, and I do feel like I have, like, an extremely, like, completely transparent friendship with you, which is just, like, the I feel like the more I talk to people, the more I realize how rare it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, if you're a woman who doesn't feel like she can be like super loud or like maybe try a lot of new things like getting closer with other loud women like 100% makes a difference Mm -hmm. absolutely I 100% agree I feel like and then through you too I've met a few other people Mm -hmm. uh recently and yeah I feel like I'm finally in this place where I don't have to hold things back like there'll always be some people like you know I, I, when I went home for Christmas, I tested a couple things out on a, a friend and mm-hmm. I could see her pull back and I'm like, oh, you're, you're not the friend that I'm going to share this with, yeah. but that's okay. You're in Edmonton. Totally. I'm only there once or twice a year. Um, I want to foster those, those friendships here at, here in Toronto. But yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's hot babe energy right yes. there. Yes. Fucking hot babe energy. <laughs> uh, so... One of the most interesting parts of our friendship as compared to other friends in my life um, or other people and how they do friendships is we go to sex clubs together. Yes, we do. So Allie and I started going to Oasis together. It was the first time was just before it was before COVID. Yeah. Because I do remember that experience. Uh, so, so it's been a while. We, yeah. Yeah. So it's been what, 17 years. So, <laughs> uh, it's been a while. And... We talked a little bit about it kind of beforehand because she had been interested in checking it out. I had been before. And it's now a thing that we do. So we go like usually once a month-ish. And it's... 
they're the best days. They're super wonderful. And I know it's not every day that you find someone you can go hang out at a sex club with, but we're now growing a group of women who want to do this. Mm -hmm. So tell the babes about your experience with Oasis so far. Yeah. Um, it's been for the most part, mostly positive. Um, I'd say the reason that I initially gravitated, wanted to check this out is I, uh, I do have a little bit of an exhibitionist inside of me. Um, I used to, I, I still remember these dreams vividly I had when I was younger, like in my like late teens, kind of early twenties about having sex with somebody in front of people. Like there was this one specifically, it was in the back of like, uh, um, a Volkswagen, like uh is that what it's called a Volkswagen? Like yeah. had like a bigger back. Oh, okay, and station wagon. Station wagon, that's yeah. what I was looking for. And we we were in the middle of a field and then there was cars circled all around us with their lights on us. Ooh. Um and I remember waking up and just being like, Oh, that was really hot. And so again, growing up in Alberta, I was kinda like, Oh, like there's something wrong with me, like yeah. this isn't normal, like I can't tell people about this. And then, yeah, and then when I heard about Oasis, I was like, oh, this exists? And I was, like, curious. And then, yeah, so the first time we went, it was just, it was a Sunday, I think, afternoon, so it was kind of quiet, mm-hmm. but I remember us going into a room and watching another couple <laughs> of sets. Yeah, we're, like, sitting side by side. <laughs> um, and that was, like, it was really hot. Yeah, it was super like, hot. So, yeah, it wasn't a very busy day. We didn't really talk to anybody else. Um but I went home being like, I really enjoyed that environment and the possibilities that that could bring. Yeah. Um, I'm just for a second thinking about, like, who I was then. Yeah. And who who I am now. And, yeah, that was very, very different. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, continue. Um, so, yeah. So then I think the next time I went was actually... No, it was with you. It was with you. I was going to say it was with a partner. But yeah, we went again a few more times and slow. it was busier. So slowly started talking to some people, interacting. And st- I never hooked up with anybody those first few times. I was like, I'm, I can be a little bit awkward. Like, I'm not great at starting the conversation. Uh, you are. So <laughs> I, I reap the rewards of that sometimes. I, I'm the net. Yeah. I'm the net. So, uh, but again, just kind of interacting with people, being able to be naked in that pool, it feels so good. good. And then, yeah, just like, just the, the freeness of everybody around you, the fact that no one cares, there's no judgment, um, everybody kind of just sends off a loving vibe. Uh, so yeah, like you can interact with people as much or as little as you want, uh, you can, wear as much or as little clothing as you want yeah. it's like there's no judgment towards that at all um so yeah every time I went it just felt like I built up a little bit more confidence I could talk to people a little bit more and then um sort of in the middle of the pandemic I had a casual partner uh he was very curious about going um I was excited to go with a partner because it meant I would actually get fucked there for the yeah. first time in front of people like I yeah. was very excited that again that exhibitionist in me was coming out so we went, it was still pretty tame. Like he had wanted to kind of go, not necessarily join the orgy room, yeah. but he had wanted to go watch. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Um, and then, but we still had a great time. Uh, only ever went with him once, unfortunately. Uh, things, <laughs> things just didn't work out with him. I was supposed to go to a second time, <laughs> but he is a fucking piece of shit. 
Anyway, he, Anyways. yeah, he, uh, he was just very unreliable and he was late all the time and he left me waiting like on the street for over an hour and when, by the time he showed up, I was just really angry. So I was like, we're not doing this. I'm not in the right headspace. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine standing, being ready to go get fucked at a sex club and then you wait there for an hour and the person who's going to fuck you never fucking shows up? Piece of shit. Yeah. I'm not over it's it. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, and then I went with all of you on my birthday. Yes. Well, all of you. Uh, yeah. With Jesse and another friend. Um, and it was like, Ugh, it was the best. The, it was like, it was really quiet when we first got there. And then it was like, uh, the universe was like, here you go. Happy 46th yeah. birthday. <laughs> and the hottest man Ugh, like came so in hot. by himself. Um, we were having a talk. We were talking about Disney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> about what character you would be. And Jesse would be Luminaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lumiere is the flirtiest of all of the Disney characters. He fucks and he's organized. I'm yes. a great host. <laughs> and yeah, so then he kind of piped into the conversation. It was really cute. And he's like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And we're like, no. Interrupt away. Interrupt away. And it should be noted, as soon as he walked in the pool, we were like, that's who Allie's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> and we your all birthday's knew. here. <laughs> And then I love it because you and our other friend too were just like slowly like edging away. Yeah, so we could be by we could be by ourselves. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, that was the first uh, man I met at Oasis, mm-hmm. and then fucked at Oasis. Yeah. And it was really great. It was I felt really. I know this is gonna sound weird, um, because we were in a sex club, but it was kind of wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Because he'd never, he'd never been, and he was a little bit nervous. He was nerd. a wholesome boy. Yeah, he'd never been. He was nervous. He, like, I had to show him where the condoms were, and, like... He was from, like, small-town Ontario, Yeah, too. he was. He just said, like, outside of Barrie or like something. like a small-town like, business boy. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cute. And he, I think I kind of blew his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, afterwards, he was like, I've just never been with anyone like you before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Sweet. Whose birthday was it? Yours yeah. or his? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so that was really cool, because again, the first time I'd hooked up with someone that I met there. Yeah, um, and he was smoking hot, Oh, babes. he was so hot. Was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, that was, so that was great. Um, and then I went with another casual partner one time, and when we got there, we started discussing, um, he was like, are you open to playing with other couples? And I was like, I think I am open to playing with other couples. So when we moved upstairs uh, to one of the rooms, like sort of the big room, I don't know, does that does that room have a name? It's like I, the one, which the one? big orgy room. Oh, right? yeah. uh, I don't know if it does. Anyway, it's the biggest kind of room in there. It has the most space, and there was a bunch of other couples in there. Like no one was playing with each other yet, but they uh, we kind of squeezed into where there was an empty spot, and then. Uh, the guy I was with was like, are you open? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And so then he kind of made eye contact with somebody. I was, uh, I was giving him a blowjob and he sort of like, <laughs> no, like. That's why you didn't make eye contact. Yeah, exactly. You had your eyes on the press. I, <laughs> so he sort of like, uh, signaled to other people that we were open and yeah, I got involved in an orgy. Do you hear that, babes? <laughs> Fucking orgies after 40. This yes. is what we're here for. Should that have been the episode title? Maybe. <laughs> Okay, I get a text from Allie at whatever, 2 o'clock in the morning, saying, I just had an orgy. I was like, <laughs> fuck right off. Like, what is happening? We went for brunch the next morning. Yeah. And, and it was like waiting with bated breath yeah. for all the details. 
Yeah, it so was pretty amazing. So tell us some of the details. So yeah, it was uh, like it was such a great experience. Um, I definitely am on the lookout to get involved in some more of that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I can find a partner that we can make that happen again. Uh, Slide but, into the DMs. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <No. laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh, I, while I was giving this guy the blowjob and he signaled that we were okay, I suddenly felt like someone's hands on my butt, uh, and then that was really great. And then I thought it was the same guy because then there was someone like kind of touching me. Uh, I'm just on my pussy. <laughs> like, I don't know. What do I say? <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then, and then it would be on my butt again and then back. And I was like, and then all of a sudden I was like, it was both. There was like two hands on my butt and one on my pussy. And I was like, oh, this is more than one Yeah, person. I'm like, oh, someone in here has three hands. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, so I was... I, I was getting really excited and just like it was sort of like an out of body experience in the best way like I just couldn't believe all this was happening yeah and then the guy I had come with sort of went off with one of the other women because there I think there was about four and in, including us there was about four couples um so three other couples playing around and so my partner had gone off with one of the other women and so I pretty much had four men like, there was one guy predominantly fucking me, um, and I got bold. I just told, he asked me what I wanted, and I just said, I want you to fuck me from behind, finger me really hard, and call me a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> was the recipe of success. Yeah. And then, kind of while that was happening, there one of the other guys uh, was, like, touching me. He was uh, fucking another girl, and then at one point, I kind of got spun around a little bit, and then... I was on all fours, and then this girl was on her back, and then I was sort of leaning over her, and then we started making out. Fuck yeah. Um, that was cool. And then there was another guy that was a little bit on the periphery, um, and then he kind of joined in, and he, I was, like, sort of giving him a blowjob while he was, like, touching me, too. Um, and then all of a sudden, I heard one guy go, oh, my God, she's squirting. <laughs> And the was, most incredible. And I was like, huh? And I was still on all fours. And then I looked down and there was just all this liquid coming out of yeah. me. Yeah. And that's the first time that's ever happened. That was the first time it's ever happened to me. Um, so, so I so really was cool. just like, couldn't. like. Yeah. I what wish, is my body capable of? I kind of wish there was so, like I could have seen my face because I'm pretty sure it was just like, like a disbelief at everything yeah. that was happening. And it was just like, it was just so, everything felt so good. Everything felt so right. It was like, I found my people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So after that, I was just like, needed a break. Yeah. So uh, just kind of left, got some water, found my part. We got lost a little bit, found my partner again. And then we like just went back to the pool. Um but yeah, it was it was a pretty magical night. Yeah, it sounds incredible. Yeah. So yeah. fucking amazing. I was so excited for you that you squirted. Yeah. Obviously, as a squirter myself, I, w- I wish squirting upon all women. Um, oh, and also the guy bought me a drink because I squirted. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I got a free That's drink a out of it. great way to get a free drink. <laughs> Do you hear that? Any dudes listening? Every time a woman squirts, you go find her a drink. <laughs> 
yeah, that's pretty incredible. It was obviously such a cool story. Uh, and like, what a fucking night for you. Yeah, and I think it just, that was, again, like, I keep going back and forth about, like, the type of person I want to be. And, you know, <laughs> I am focused on uh, being, like, a healthier person, a mindful person. Like, I like to meditate. I do yoga. I do, like, little workouts at home. Um, I try to eat well. I, I mean, I drink. I, I have curbed it back a little bit and stuff like that. And, like, I remember when I was going through all those changes trying to be that a healthier version of myself. For a bit, I thought I had to leave this sexual side of me aside. Yeah. Because I was like, how do I mirror – or not mirror. How do I, like, merge these two halves of me? Like, yeah. I want – to be I want to be slutty I want to be out there and having fun and you know doing all this stuff and then I still though need to find balance in the other parts of my life so um I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else but it was like a little bit of a mind fuck for me because yeah I was like I can't I can't be one I, I have to be one or the other like I can't I can't have them both and then I'm just like why can't I have them both yeah you know like why can't I be a slut who still takes care of herself. Yeah. You know? Well, and like, I think so many people believe that being a slut and partying have they're to like be connected. married. Yeah. And they, they just don't. Yeah. Like you have to be out of your house a lot of the time. Yeah. But so many people think that like cuz when they picture women being slutty, it's like getting drunk and having a one night stand. Yeah. And it's like I'm sorry, there are way more fun ways to be slutty I'm done. than having sex yeah. you can't remember with an idiot. Yeah, one-night stands are so done. They're <laughs> over. They served a purpose in my life once when I was in yeah. my 20s, but now in my 40s, it's like... I think that's the other thing, too. It was like, I still want a connection, and that was where yeah. a little bit of the disconnect with me was coming from, because I yeah. was like, how do I have connective sex without it being a full-blown, like, you're my boyfriend. Yeah. You know? And I'm slowly, I'm slowly starting to piece that together, that I can still have worth and standards and expect more for myself and still have, like, slutty sex. Yeah. Like, slutty sex doesn't mean that I'm just sleeping with the first guy that knocks on my door. Yeah. Um, or the first guy that, like, pops up in my DMs and is like, you're hot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's like, yeah, it's it's like being a slut with standards. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like, yes, I love to have sex. If I wanted to, I could have sex with five different oh, men yeah. every day. But I don't love sex so much that I need to always have a dick inside me. Yeah. It means I think about sex a lot, I masturbate a lot, and I put effort into finding partners who I would feel comfortable having sex with. Yeah. But I've obviously talked in the podcast a lot over the past year about how every year I feel like I'm getting a little more demisexual. And like you, have, you and I have talked a bit mm -hmm. about that too. And I will still have the odd one night stand. It's usually just because they're like stupid hot. And I'm yeah. like, this is going to be a validation fuck yeah. for me. And I'm totally okay with yeah. that. But no, I completely understand. And I think Oasis is a really awesome, safe place to be a slut. Yeah. And that's what, like, we were there just the other night. Yeah. And oh, I, such a good night. I made a connection with this, with this man. And um, I wasn't sure. I was like, what? what's happening here? And then I was like, you know what? He was a really sweet, kind, intelligent, yes. 
uh, man. Uh, and I was like, I'm here for this. And I felt like spending time with him is worth my time. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we are seeing each other again this weekend. And I'm excited just to see where that connection goes. Okay. Like, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I it, it's kind of interesting that you can meet these people naked yeah. and like and you're like work backwards from yeah there. go backwards from there but uh I'm starting to see that it, it's possible so yeah I think the one thing that a lot of people who've never been to a place like Oasis might not know is that yes there are going to be some people there who are like using a pseudonym name and you're never going to see them mm-hmm. again but like birthday fuck yeah he wasn't necessarily using a pseudonym but he could have been. Yeah. And there's, unfortunately, he disappeared. But I think there, like, obviously some of those people are going to be there who are not super open in their own lives. Like, I used to use an alias name there, Aurora. I've talked about that before. I don't use it anymore, mostly because I'm, like, trying to get butts and seats in my comedy shows from the pool. <laughs> um, so I have to tell them who I am. But I think what people don't realize is you can meet people that you can then, like, build yeah. further connections with. And guess what? You don't have to fuck at Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> you can just, like, just because, like, how many times I've been there without fucking? It's like, yeah. I just like being naked and being yes. in the water and, like, meeting people. And, like, yeah, you can take it however you want to take it. And, yeah. again, there's zero judgment from anybody. Yeah. And if you just want to, like, microdose it, you can just, like, make them get fingered in the pool. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times, too. Same. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one little disclaimer, if you do meet people at Oasis, just be cautious if you meet with them in real life, because they might turn out to be complete fucking assholes. Yeah. I just got scammed last week by these three Irish cousins. Um, I won't go into the whole story. Find me on TikTok. If you want to learn more, I posted a load about it, but absolutely outrageous. But yes, so just if you are meeting someone at Oasis and meeting them off, just have caution. Yeah. It's just, I think... I mean, the same can be said with any... With Tinder. Yeah, yeah like any yeah. dating... Well, this is just an in-real-life dating website. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... You always have to be cautious with who you interact with. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. But I think with a place like Oasis... So, I'm a flirt, obviously. I like being a flirt. I like flirting with people. So, this is like if you went to a bar, but everyone in that bar might be interested in having sex with you. Yeah. There's like... There's a, a likelier chance than not that they want to have sex with you. So, first of all, it like it makes everything easier. Because, for the most part, if you're an attractive, babeable woman like we are, you go to Oasis and every single man there would be interested in having sex yeah. with us. Which is great, and that feels really fun. So, it's like, you walk into a bar, you know every single person in there wants to fuck you. I feel that way a lot of the time, but it's not always true. <laughs> so, this is like, it's been vetted. <laughs> Then, on top of that, it's like everyone's having drinks, you're already naked, there's like no surprises, and you know these are all sex-positive people. Yeah. So it's just like, you can do your flirting or whatever, and then if it's not a match, and they ask you if you want to play, you can be like, no thank you, I'm not feeling it, totally fine. If it is fun, then you don't have to be like, we should hang out sometime. You can be like, do you want to go upstairs and smash? Yeah. Exactly. Just takes out all the guesswork. Let's go right now. Stop recording. <laughs> yeah. Like, cut the episode short. I, no. I honestly, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be at Oasis every day. And I have had times, like, over the past few months where I've been, like, you know, I'm honestly just, like, not feeling it. Because I was, like, a few months ago when I was, like, very anti-casual sex for a hot minute. Um, we didn't like that period. No. <laughs> neither did the fans. 
Neither did the men in my DMs. I wanted to hear spicy stories. Um, yeah. She didn't get it a minute. I'm okay. back. Everything's fine. We're fucking again. But there's definitely, like, I could see it being too much of a good thing. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Um, I feel like capping it around once a month is sort of, like, ideally. I know I'm going back there in a couple days. I would say but, twice. I would say twice. But... Yeah, like, once to, one to two times a month. Uh, it's a little bit, like, too much of a good thing. Like, you yeah. don't want to ruin it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but. I agree. Um, we are building what I've conned the Hot Babe Coven, um, which is other femmes who want to come to Oasis. So we do have, like, a little Instagram group chat that has started um, with some of us. So if you're a babe that's listening and you're femme, and are interested, um, just shoot me a DM. I'm being really clear. We're not adding dudes to this group. This is very much a, like, femme energy hang. And just if anyone's curious, like, what that looks like, because there's a group of us going soon, uh, like, we're just going to go and hang out in the pool and have drinks and be naked and talk. And it is just, like, goof around, be ridiculous. You can consume cannabis there. Like, you can't drink or you don't have to drink. You can be naked or you can be in a swimsuit, and we're just going to hang in the pool and have a good time. So... I think it's such a cool place to, um, like, foster friendships. Yeah. Like, we've invited two new people into our coven since the two of us started going together. We had one friend come and then a second friend come, and we that was, like, worked for us. I feel like I wanted to do it a couple of times and be like, okay, is this still, like, does this mess up the dynamic, whatever? No, it's perfect. So now we're at a point where we want to bring more people. And I just, like, it's been so cool to see you go through this sexual awakening journey and I think there's a lot of other women out there who are in like my direct circles who feel some of the things some of the same things yeah and I I think this is amazing I love that you know it's femme supporting femmes yes and like you know Oasis can be a very intimidating kind of scary place and I you know we've been before when we've seen single women maybe have kind of slightly not great experiences and yeah uh, it would just, you know, when you can go with a couple of your friends, knowing that you've got a base to lean on, and if one of them wants to go off and play, you're not left alone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just really creating a very safe space for us, and I love it. And I think more women should get together and do this and just, yes. yeah. It's fantastic. Also, if you're a femme who feels uncomfortable being naked around your friends – you got to either work on those friendships or expand that friend group. Like we go to, I know not everyone is as body positive as everyone else or as comfortable with being naked as everyone else, but go to Hanlon's this summer and just like rock your tats (laughs) on the beach. It feels awesome. I like having my two best friends be super comfortable being naked around each other in a very normal, platonic, healthy, loving, caring way is awesome and like a game changer for my relationship with my body for my ongoing relationship with my body so like if you don't have women in your life that you can be naked around like send me a dm like not i'm saying that i need to be the naked woman around you (laughs) but like i can help you open up conversations because none of that would have happened if we didn't start like talking about maybe going to handlands and that is something that i think is so healthy if if you're any single person on this earth and you probably have had an ounce of body confidence issues, um, being naked around people that love you is really good for you. Yeah. I have to say it's, 
sometimes when a woman tells me how hot my body is, it yeah. all, it means more sometimes than when a man says it. Because sometimes I think a man just is like boobs and they yeah. like, are like a deer caught in the headlights. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. men everything else just, is a blur. Yeah, they're just like, you're naked, I want to fuck you, right? Yeah. Because um, I did, I had a woman at Oasis the other day be like, oh, your body is gorgeous. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, that meant, like, that actually did more for my confidence than anything yeah. <laughs> that yeah. whole night. Yeah. So, yeah, I really think being able to just let it all out yes. and, like, know that you're beautiful, your friends think you're beautiful, It it's so good. Fuck yeah. Okay, so I know I have a chunk of listeners who are in their 40s, um, even in their 30s, a lot who are moms, um, a lot of people who haven't had any really like spicy journeys which is often why people will listen to my content because they're living vicariously through this so if you were to speak to you five years ago um can you think of some like morsels of wisdom um that would be helpful yeah um I think the first like the first thing that pops to my head is like stop making yourself small for other people fuck yeah um you know stop uh, i think especially when it comes to dating uh i've dated some shitty men and i think you know I, i'm a big believer in like you have to go through what you have to go through to like learn your lessons and figure out who you are i just wish i had learned it a lot sooner yeah. uh but yeah like i think there's a lot of times that i you know did things i didn't necessarily want to do uh, whether even something small like uh, just going to a restaurant I didn't want to go to because like my partner was like this is where I want to go yeah um, is it, you know so just li- little things to that to like really minimizing myself and not speaking up for what I want in the bedroom uh, and yeah just just not being my my real self I think that's the biggest one I would just say like just be, take up space. You're you're yeah. allowed to take up space. Um, I think also too, uh, the other thing is like like I was talking about at the top of the show, the box. Like as women, we sometimes don't realize. Um, I don't know if maybe if it's an age thing or it was like a growing up in a conservative, pro- more conservative province. But like we are sort of told as women that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have children. You're supposed like get married, have children, get the white picket fence, and uh, uh, I d- have never wanted any of that, you know? Uh, and it was it was hard. Like, I get a lot of people that have said, like, some of the first things people have said to me is like, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? And I'm like, that's none of your goddamn business. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the other thing. It's like, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't want this quote-unquote traditional things that women are supposed to want yeah um and I know it's hard, really hard when it comes when that pressure you feel like too is coming from your family um you know it's family's hard to navigate sometimes yeah. and uh so yeah it's I would say just don't be afraid to step outside of that box that society has put us in yeah is the other big one I'd say for sure um but yeah I think what it comes to, I know it's scary. I know it's so much easier to say than do. And I'm still on this journey, but asking for what you want. Yeah. Like, I've only just started asking for what I want when it comes to sex. And wow, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And it's scary because you think, like, someone's going to, like, not accept that in you. But guess what? That person's not for you. Yeah. I think that's, like, that's a big thing, too. It's, like, if someone doesn't accept you for exactly who you are, that person's not supposed to be in your life, whether it's a romantic partner, a platonic partner. I think that's a really big thing. I lost um, a few friends over COVID. And because of COVID, was that was when I started doing, like, a lot of my journey and, like, what I wanted from life and who I am and we were like me and you were both getting quite loud and like outspoken about what we wanted and who we were and I had friends that pulled away from that and they didn't like it and at first it was a bit hard uh I it was like I feel like I'm doing everything right like I'm reaching out to you I'm doing this I'm like what and it's just like no those those aren't your people yeah you know if they pull away from you uh and yeah, like I, like, you know, I, I mentioned to you, like I started telling one friend about some of this journey and she kind of pulled away and I was like, okay, that's cool. We're, you're just not going to be like, I'm just not going to share this part. Yeah. But then I have another friend back home who I started opening up about this too. And we're like so much, like I've known her for decades and this is the closest we've ever been. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm helping her go through yeah. some of this journey now too. And I think that's what, what this is to, it's like women supporting women um not taking shit from other people standing up for yourself standing up for them and yeah it's not you're not alone I guess this like you know there's other people that are going through the same things as you yeah, yeah. I was uh so I had to like put together a couple of writing samples for this like writing gig I might be getting whatever mm-hmm. and I just didn't have a whole lot of recent stuff so I was writing just, like, a blog post about how I believe that, like, loud women have better sex. Mm -hmm. And because it's, like, inherently loud women or women who get louder at whatever point in life and, like, stand up for what's important to them and are just, like, taking up more space, that usually means they're more self-aware and that means they're more communicative and that usually means that they'll, like, ask for what they want in bed. Mm -hmm. And I think... I have obviously had a lot of sex in my life, and not all of it has been amazing sex, and the communicative sex is always better. Yep. And I think there's also a side of me that realizes that, like, it's fucked that we would expect a man, now I don't mean that in a negative way, but a man or someone that we're fucking to know what buttons to push and how, and it's like... I think it's kind of absurd to assume that a partner would know how to make you come yeah. and would know what you're into. That That's just, like, us assuming that. Yeah. Th- they're just going to go off their own research, and that research happens on Pornhub.com. So it's, like, no wonder our partners don't know how to fuck us. Yeah. I still think that, like, you have your own responsibility as a person to learn how to be good in bed. Yeah. And to, like, do your own research on, like, how to pleasure your partner. But fucking talk Everyone's it out. Everyone's different. Everyone's yeah. different. And it's the same thing. It's, like, when it's when you expect someone to be, like, you're mad at someone because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Like, you know, just in everyday life. Like, you, we can't read each other's minds. Yeah. So, it's, like, yeah, your partner might be, even if he's, or she is proficient. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're going to get you the exact way you like need to be pleasured. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I just, yeah. Like, I mean, part, maybe it was partly because it was anonymous and I 
was probably never going to see these people again. But when I was in that orgy situation and I just, I was just like, I said exactly what I wanted and then I squirted everywhere. Like, that's how it works, people. Ask for what you want and you will squirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible for everyone to squirt. You need to take some time, take a week vacation, figure it out. Yeah. I, I also think, so I've been thinking about like my layers of like when I started to be able to do things with my body yeah. and how that tied into this like loudness. And I think about like, I still remember the first time that I came from penetration mm-hmm. and it was like, the reason it worked was because I was like, I had done some research and there was like three main points I was focusing on. Yeah. And I think like, it's okay to be a little bit systems oriented yeah. on how your body works when you're figuring out how to have really, really good sex. And that's not going to take away from your intimacy with your partner, how connected you are with your partner, because you're not going to be intimate and connected if you can't come. So it's okay to have it be a little bit of work and like workshopping in the beginning. And that's going to mean when you figured out how each other's bodies work, then you will have that awesome sync up where you can just be in the moment. Yeah, I love that. That's my, that was one of my goals for 2023 is I'm going to start doing some more research and figure out how to uh, make my make make myself squirt more regularly or figure something out so that it's more easy when I'm with partners. Yeah. Um, because I'm learning that partners are super into that. I've got a couple international sexting relationships yeah. going on, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've been talking a lot about it's it's actually really interesting having these long distance relation relationships if you want to call them. Because we are going very much into detail about things we like and don't like. So I'm very excited to see when we finally do meet up if the sex is better. Because we've had all this like preamble about what we both want, what we're both into. Or if it's just going to be too much build up and we're going to like yeah. <laughs> not be able to perform it all. <laughs> hey, maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. I would say like whenever there's a lot of anticipation and build up just don't expect the first time to be no I totally expect the first I like almost want to just go go up to them and be like like just let's just have terrible sex yeah yeah like let it let let's let it last for five get your dick in me yeah like like, it'll be five minutes and then we can get like the nervousness and like all this months and months of like talking out and then and then it can be amazing from there yeah fuck yeah So uh, I am putting together some of my favorite, like, articles and posts about squirting (laughs) as a resource. Um, So I'll plug some of them into the episode notes when this episode goes live so other people can check We can all squirt together. Everyone squirts 2020 (laughs) squirt. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I think everyone should squirt. Uh, It's amazing. And I do, like, I've talked about this before, I think... If you can't come from penetration, you just need to figure out how to do it one time, and then your body will likely let you do it again. It's like your body doesn't know it's a thing it can do, so if when you haven't like unhooked it yet, you're, it's it's going to be hard. But once you can do it, it's going to be a lot easier. It's the same with squirting. First time I squirted, and then obviously it just didn't happen every time after that, but like because my body knew that that was a thing I could do, it was easier for it to happen. Mm-hmm. The thing about squirting, and I won't, I won't, I could talk about squirting for 35 minutes, so we won't, but there's like two types of squirting. There's, and it's like one is more of a push, and one is more of a release. So the one that you had was a release. We, you want to figure out how to do, do the, the push. push. Yeah, yeah. Because if you can do the push, you can push yourself into a release. It's, I know this sounds weird, but it's no. amazing. Yeah. Magical. No, I'm excited to play around and yeah. figure this Maybe out. Maybe we'll have a squirting one-on-one episode. Or 
Um, okay, I feel like we should move into yes. our segment. 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 segment, segment, Give it to me straight, Allie. All so right. what you're going to do is pull out three pieces of paper, and then we'll go through. You're going to ask a question. Um, you'll answer it first, and then I'll answer it. All right, all right, all right. Question number one. Do you have a go-to sex move? Mm. Uh, I, I, not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I get really good head. Yeah. I have had multiple guys tell me that it's the best they've ever had, so... we bonded over this. Yeah. So, Loud women also know how to suck dick. <laughs> and, oh, also, hot tip, women over 40, don't give head until you get oral first. Yeah. That's my new rule. Amen. Because uh, I was giving a lot of head and not getting anything yeah. back. No more unreciprocated yeah. blowjobs. But, yeah, I definitely, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm really good at it. Yeah. That's great. I'm also great at second dick. But yeah, so you, your move is like a really impressive blowjob. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I had to say like a move, it's putting my hair up while I suck their dick without oh, stopping sucking yeah, yeah, their yeah. dick. The first time I did that, it like, I can still remember the look on his face. What? Was he standing though or he was he lying down? He was lying down. down. That is impressive. It does, yeah. It's very challenging. Like it needs, it's easier if it's a bigger dick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it takes. I'm some trying work. to like a picture the. Yeah. 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 That's it's impressive. Great. That's it's impressive. Great. Okay. Question number two. Question number two. Um. What is the kinkiest request you've ever declined? Mm. Kinkiest request you've ever declined. Someone something's wanted that you've. Said I know, no. but I don't know if I've ever said. Like, no one's ever asked me for something that I wasn't willing to do. I have one. What's your, okay, what's yours? Maybe it'll trigger something in my brain. Someone asked me to pee on him. Yeah, see, I've never had anybody ask me to do that. Yeah. I decline. Yeah. I think I would probably decline that, too. But who knows? I guess with the right person. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, would I never do it? No. I would be totally open to it if it was something someone really wanted. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think I've ever said no to anything. I'm just not really into like degrading men. Yeah, I'm not. I into... like degrading them in my heart. Yeah, actually, I guess that's not the. This was before we had met, but someone did at like say they wanted to like come on my face, mm. and I'm not into that. I, I, you can, I am. I, <laughs> You can come wherever you want There's on so me, just not options. the face. Yeah. And again, maybe if it was someone that I really yeah. was connected to. You can come on my face if we're in love. Yeah, if we're in love. <laughs> um, if your sex life was a pie chart, how much would be satisfactory, unsatisfactory, and mind-blowing? Oh. So, unfortunately, because of some of the things I said earlier about like not speaking up and not saying what I wanted and I did have a ton of one night stands when yes. I was younger I would actually say the bulk of the pie chart would probably be unsatisfactory I hate that for you but I would say in this last two years yeah if we were just looking at the last two years I'd say 90% of it would be satisfactory okay do you get any mind-blowing in there oh yeah oh sorry i forgot that mind blowing. i thought that mind-blowing was one of them yes i've definitely had some mind-blowing sex in this last 
last little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're just looking at the last two years, I'd say 40% mind-blowing, 60% satisfactory. I've had very little unsatisfactory sex in the last couple years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go, like if I include from my marriage up until the first hoe phase. Yeah. It's probably like 70%, no, 60% unsatisfactory, 30% satisfactory, and 10% mind-blowing. Yeah. Because it was, there was a lot of like bad and what the fuck. Yeah. In that, especially in my first hard hoe phase. If you look at the last, even like five years, it's probably like 75, 80% satisfactory. Mm -hmm. 10% 10% mind-blowing, 10% unsatisfactory. Yeah. 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 Which I, I'm I really happy with those numbers. Yeah, I'm very happy with my numbers of recent years. Um, but I will say that all those one-night stands do make for very good stories. They really do. I wouldn't yeah. have a podcast. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks for coming on and dishing and thanks about to all your the spice. Babes to continue to listen. Fuck yeah. I love it. Babes, this was a blast. I'm really, really happy to have my bestie in here for the first episode. I'm feeling good about this year. I uh I know I didn't really talk much at the beginning of the episode about intentions or New Year's or whatever, but I had some really nice holidays. I had some really nice time off. Uh, My main intention for 2023 is I'm just going to give a little bit more of a shit about most things in my life. So things like (laughs) movement and drinking water and nourishing myself and meditation and self-care and all that kind of stuff. And even like with comedy, like I just want to work... Like, right right now, I'm obviously working hard. I'm writing jokes, whatever. But, like, I could give a little bit more of a shit about being organized and my systems and all that kind of stuff. So, 2023 is about just giving just a little bit more of a shit about all the good stuff. Perfect. (laughs) Babes, I so appreciate you continuing to listen. Love ya. Hope you all had a great New Year's. All had great holidays. I'll be back again with another episode. Oh, wait, I didn't tell you. If you're new and you're just following, please find me on Instagram, jesse underscore underscore Olson. You can find out about upcoming shows at jessieolsoncomedy.com. The next one's happening at Comedy Bar on Friday the 13th at 11 p.m. I'll be back with another episode next Thursday. (laughs) 